In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Come on, boy, 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 boy. Y'all can't deny it. I'm a fucking rider. Lean back, lean back, lean back, lean back. 
What is up, folks? It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. It is Thursday. I'm going to apologize for me just saying Thursday. That was kind of lame. And now what am I going to say when it's Friday, huh? Uh, Folks, how are you? It is my first full day in beautiful Clearwater, Florida with my folks, and um, it's it's good. It uh, we we laid out by the beach as a, a, a three person family unit. I waded into the water with my mom. Um, she took a noodle out there so she could 
it could prop her up. And then she pointed out all the birds in the sky to me. Oh, Ryan, look. Oh, 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 Ryan, look how they're all standing on the beach. Look. Uh, no, it's been, it's really nice. I've gotten some color. That's good. I got a full night's sleep last night, which is also good. Uh, how are you guys doing? We, we made it, uh, this is Thursday. We're, we're, we're 80% done. Um, this is so late on Thursday night. It is 1.09 AM in Clearwater and I, 10 AM was when we got home from all our, like we went out to eat as a, as a family and we got some ice cream as a family. And then I said, Hey, you know, I got to walk back and, and start the pot and, and take some notes on Beverly Hills. Cause it's real housewives of Beverly Hills night and thinking, you know, eh, it'd be a quick hour. Yeah. You know, it took me like nearly three hours to take notes on real housewives of Beverly Hills. For some reason, I, I mean, I, I, it was so, there was so much happening and now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, did there, there was so much happening. I mean, this really was what I'm calling the ballad of Sutton tonight. Like, ah, I'll say, I'll say I've been on a journey today, a journey with Erica Jane all season. And it's very much upsetting me. I'll say, I'll say all of these ladies are up there living inside of Erica Jane's asshole. Yet I Sutton am questioning the veracity of these claims. It's its all, I, I, I have to do it. Um, so folks, you can expect a very, uh, a very big podcast on Friday, the solo recap of Beverly Hills, which I, you know, I put so much, so many hours on vacation into these damn notes. I was sitting, I was furious by the, cause it was taking so damn long. I was like, I, I was like, if for some reason went on forever, and I know these were good scenes, but it was like when you're having to go parentheses, Rena cackles, Rena cackles again. Rena says she's the king of the world. Rena get doesn't wear a swimsuit. Crystal wears a swimsuit. Like it, it has become. I need to find a better way to. T- I need to find a better way to do everything. Ah, we, we've had a great week for the pod, though, haven't we? I think. Uh, you know, Monday, Sophie Ross, as always, Tuesday, Miss Lala Kent. Ooh, how we doing? You guys. So Lala did this thing. You guys, did you hear about this? Where last night on the premiere of Vanderpump Rules, she posted a photo after the show had aired of Stassi, Katie, Kristen Doty and herself and was like, shout out to these ladies and all that. And Ariana was like, yo, Ariana commented, was like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? Like, how about you like get your head in the game and like what about our season now i love all those i love all those girls too but like let's celebrate our show you know and it you know lala took it down and then lala in her stories today said oh somebody kind of got butthurt about it and that just sucks like i had such a good conversation with lala on the podcast and it bummed me out and it's like do you know how hard it is to work in los angeles these people have a paying job like i know we all think of them as like pseudo famous and rich and all that shit but you know what like a lot of them aren't like think about it Jax is like bare like Jax is selling like weird meat product services of like hey do you like cuts of beef well you could get monthly shipments of cuts of beef <laughs> right Brittany right Jax right Jax and I mean by the way and and I would kill to sell cuts of beef I just want to put that out there uh, but I, I wasn't on a TV show for all those years. And obviously, none of these people have saved their money. So, I mean, you know, if you have the honor to be on a Bravo show or any show for a year, 
you know, if you don't like it, just shut your mouth. It's kind of the same thing with Erica Jane. She, you know, it pissed me off so much. She was like, if I, if I, if I'm too happy, they're going to say I'm overjoyed. If I'm too sad, they're going to say I need to buck up. And it's like, girl, no, you should, you just shouldn't have been on the show this season. Like, you know, it, it's the fact that you're showing all of this on video, you know, like I wouldn't know otherwise how you, what you cared, what you cared or didn't care about if it wasn't for this show. But you have this show, so there's this thing of like, if you're going to present a certain image, you, you're you're doing that with the full knowledge that we're all going to see it. So I don't, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I don't feel bad for Erica still, even with her fucking monologue, sorry kids, uh, with her monologue about, you know, like, eh, <laughs> woe is me, I want to have fun, I want to have so much fun. It's like, dude, all you need to, th- all you need to worry about, orphan and victims, all you need to worry about. For the next couple of years. And and hopefully you'll stay out of jail. I don't think you'll go to jail at all. But that's all you gotta do. You know? I just realized my mic was on the wrong setting. So that first part, I'll try to run it through some audio processors. But it might sound a little echoey. But the passion was still there, folks. And I'm too tired to, to uh, do it over again. I'm on vacation, kind of. Um... But anyway, so, so you can tell I'm fired up about this Beverly Hills, but I think it ties in with the Vanderpump Rules thing too. Lala really would be good on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, honestly, she really would be good. I, I say that in total seriousness because I think maybe she's not right for Vanderpump Rules. And we got the first ratings for Vanderpump Rules today and it didn't do great. Uh, it was pretty much almost cut in half of the season eight premiere. But remember the season eight premiere was, uh, you know, it was right before the pandemic. Yeah, I'm going to call it pandemic. I hate when people call it pandemic. I'm so sorry that I just did that. But it was it was right around that time. And then, you know, the pandemic hit during Vanderpump Rules season eight. Of course, that was the season of Jackson, Brittany's, you know, mayor. I'm getting married. And it did it did really well. But then it was kind of a shit season. And also, a lot of people didn't even know Vanderpump Rules was coming back. I got so many messages today. I swear to God, but people were like, oh my God, it aired last night? Are you kidding me? I had no, oh man, they, I missed it. So I'm going to say, let's wait. Let's see what happens. But a lot of people I saw on Twitter, especially were like, yeah, that serves you right. Like serves you right for what? Like firing Jack Stassi and Kristen? I thought if anything, the Vanderpump Rules showed that you didn't need them. I, I was kind of, dude, we had a fight where DJ James Kennedy was like rage texting Lisa Vanderpump's son Max and calling him fat and fat and fat and fat. And this is without out alcohol. Like, come on, we got some real stuff to to go over this season. I think I predict that the ratings will go up over these next few weeks if they continue to bring it. And it looks like they might. Um, but it's also, I got to tell you, I, I kind of go by my own litmus where it's like, did I have fun watching it? Yeah. Uh, am I still thinking about it? Yeah. Uh, does Brock look like a total weirdo in his talking head outfit? Yeah. I mean, those are the things I, ba- I base every, de- I, everything is, everything is like, does Brock look weird? Did I have a good time? Am I still thinking about it? Yeah to all three. Um, but really that's how we got to go. Like if, and if you didn't enjoy it, that's awesome. Remember there's so many shows on, we're really Beverly Hills, Potomac, uh, below deck med. We got so many great shows on right now. So, um, whereas I want everybody to watch Vanderpump rules because I want everybody to like what I like, but I, I really do go by that. Like I, I am still thinking about 
little moments and scenes. And that's when I know like, okay, good. I can totally, I can work with this. I can make fun of this. I can create memes off of this. So um, a lot of people wrote in, I will be doing a full recap of Vanderpump Rules on Tuesday's episode to get you ready for Tuesday night's Vanderpump Rules. And then uh, we'll see how that goes. If you like it, I'll keep doing the recaps. If you don't, um, there's so much to talk about and and guests to interview and stuff like that. Uh, I would do the Vanderpump Rules uh, recap earlier, but I'm just not going to have the time uh, with being with my folks. So I hope you guys are okay with a Tuesday recap. Um, and that that's pretty much it, I think, because we're going to get right into our guest today. So our guest today is somebody that um, I think she's just so flippin' talented and funny and awesome. You guys might know her from her Twitter or her, her Instagram. Uh, a lot of her material is based around dating. Her name is Sarah K. Runnels. Um, she's a writer. I'll read her Instagram bio for you. Original AF, funny AF, single AF, uh, as seen in the New York magazine, New Yorker magazine, I'm sorry, and your dreams. Not a dating expert, but definitely a master dater. And folks, uh, I agree with all this stuff. And she is a master dater. We have this hour and 10 minute discussion about dating, but then it falls into like 90 day fiance and, and the bachelor and stuff like that. But we had, we break down all of the dating apps. She walks me through each and every one. And she is, she was just, I, you know, I think really good guests make you feel like you're best friends with them. Or, and that's, you know, I think, or even me, like I try to make people, um, but I really felt, you know, it's like, it was a really good, I had never talked with her before. Uh, my friend Megan had pointed her out to me and, and she was great, but I had never talked with her before and I had such a good time. I could have kept going. I could have kept going with Sarah. She was just great. And, um, I apologize, Sarah, if you're listening, I kept, uh, spelling her name with an S A R A H and it's actually just S A R A and, um. She's one of those people that wants her name spelled correctly. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> no, but she actually really is great. I recommend you follow her on Instagram and Twitter. I'll put that information in the show description, but her Twitter is O-M-G-S-K-R. Um, and she's just, I mean, and by the way, oh my God, she's followed by Caroline Calloway. Well, that's, that's big. Wow, look at this, Sarah. Look at you. Um, no, but anyways, I think this is a great conversation. And this is what I was talking about where... Um, this doesn't like this isn't an hour and 10 minute discussion about reality shows. We do get there at points, but this is so good. We we just you all of you girls and guys that date, you will appreciate this conversation. I think it is so good. And you guys have heard a lot of my uh, horrific dating stories like the one where I uh, accidentally left the keys in the car and the car running throughout the whole date and I was so nervous that I didn't realize it until I went up um, to take her home and my car was uh, smoldering so um, you guys know that I'm not a great dater but Sarah is like Sarah's one of those people that takes pride on like she's like I, I love it I'm having a great time and I salute you, Sarah K. Runnels. So without further ado, folks, I can't recommend this girl highly enough. Go to her link tree on her Instagram too and read some of her uh, New Yorker articles. And also she had this great story on Medium, which I talk about in the beginning. And I thought it was actually 
it was kind of it was really beautiful about a pandemic relationship that she had. Um, but go check out her stuff. I think she's really talented, and I really uh, I really thank you guys for letting me uh, kind of go outside the comfort zone of this podcast sometimes, where it's just pop culture and talk about things that we all kind of go through. And I think dating is one of the big ones. So without further ado, uh, my best friend Sarah K. Runnels. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio So Bad It's Good. Uh, today, we have a guest that I think you might already actually be aware of. Um, a lot of my listeners seem to be uh, females that are on the dating scene, and this person actually probably seems to kind of know more about dating than most people that I know, but also is able to put it through a humorous lens, which is very important. Uh, her uh, articles, I mean, her writing has actually been in the New Yorker mag, and actually... I, I say humorous, but then I just I read this medium story she wrote that was actually really heartbreaking and touching about dating during the pandemic. Uh, but I want to talk to her about all of this stuff, maybe some reality shows. But Sarah K. Runnels, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, thanks for being here. Uh, um, I guess first off, um, uh, why dating? Why? I mean, how? It, it's just it's, it seems. Oh, I was just watching your your Instagram stories of people asking you questions about dating. And it seems like the one thing that we all dread, but we hope for, uh, we hope for love. And it's this weird, we're so entangled in having somebody else in our lives. I like that. Your first question was just why. Dating. Yeah. Why, well, well, it was either um, that or why men. And that's, I was like, that was the yeah, second, that was the follow up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I get that. The question I get often is, you date a lot. So what <laughs> motivates you to keep going? And, <laughs> which is like a, ma- a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, exactly. For some people, for some people, yeah. they, you know, run half a mile and they're done. And <laughs> that's great. Whatever works for everyone. But yeah, it is a very, um, what I think what I try to project in my writing is that it is a tedious uh, process, but you should make the most of it and enjoy it <laughs> because it does kind of suck. And, you know, I think finding the humor in it and going into every date, like, you know, this person would be lucky to be with me. And if not, I have a really good story for my friends. Like, to me, that's still like a pretty good case scenario. And then a best case scenario is we go on a second date. <laughs> I love that that's best case. It's not marriage. It's a second no, date. Like that's, no, it's not no. marriage or family or anything like that. Um. Uh, how long have you been a, a professional dater as you, I guess a professional writer as well. That's the, the, the glamorous portion of it. Yeah. Those are two separate things. <laughs> they, they do happen to overlap. Um, I've been a writer for decades at this yeah. point um, and have been single for about like the last eight or so years of my life in between a couple long-term relationships. So I've, been writing for a very long time and I've made a career out of uh, marketing writing and on the side writing these uh, humorous pieces and have learned to that like you know my dating life is pretty lucrative frankly and (laughs) that's what I'm saying if you find love you might be screwed like I mean there is an element of that I know and I take offense to that question because everyone's always like (laughs) what are you going to write about when you get in a relationship and I I have plenty to say. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I mean, that is no, you're totally right. Uh, you, uh, but it is interesting that 
you can take something that we all kind of dread in certain ways. And I always love people that I actually can uh, look at it through a lens where it, you can laugh at something because it's so ridiculous. Like you think about, like I was married and unfortunately not married anymore and being married and then coming back onto a dating scene where I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, apps didn't exist. Um, and you feel like you're, you know, what's that? Like the old man that will like Rip Van Winkle where you wake up and it's like everything, everybody has gone forward and people are making fun. I mean, it's, there's so much, so many minutia kind of little things involved in dating. It's really scary. It, it is. It's terrifying. And this, I've heard lots of people that have just jumped back in and they go to download an app and they're just swiping through and they're like, holy shit, like <laughs> where to even begin? And you're by, by even downloading an app, you're doing the right thing. And I do think it is overwhelming for a lot of people, but the best part is, is that it's entirely on your terms. So you get to decide like who's moving forward and who you never want to see again. And it, it, you don't even ever have to go out on a date, I guess, if you don't want to. But oh. the fact that you can just like, it's like a menu and that's also the problem with it. That's what I'm saying. Do you think then we get into this kind of mind frame of like, no, I'll wait for a double cheeseburger at yeah, Wendy's like instead of cheese, it. It's like a cheesecake factory menu. Like there's yeah, so many so many options. It never ends. Um, so you just have to start trying a few things. That's the only answer. Do you go into dates going like, hey, I'm just trying a few things, buddy. Like, hey, this is me just trying a few things. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, you know, I hope a lot of them don't Google me before. Yeah, that's what, and also you're, you're doubly screwed potentially because you do talk like, I mean, has anybody caught you oh. like, Hey, that joke's about me. That, 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 that witticism is about me. I had a, a guy on a first date. We had been like texting on Tinder and I had made a really top notch quality pun and he, <laughs> He didn't reply with like, I love you or, you know, you're amazing. He just wrote like, ha ha. And so I, I had tweeted about that. And on our date, he's like, Ahem. and he like pulls out his phone and he just reads the tweet. And I was, I mean, I, like, I, I'm not, I know what I'm doing. I have a very public presence, but a lot of guys either choose to not Google somebody before they go out on a date or they don't bring it up. And I, I didn't mind. I was like, yeah, that's what I do guy. And, you know, writing about dating is an interesting, you know, part of who I am, but I never, it's never blatant. It's never like Daniel 39 who lives <laughs> two apartments over fucking sucks. It's always like, you know, <laughs> I try to keep it very high level. And, and that's what I think makes it relatable is that a lot of men and women see these, that the people that I'm writing about and they're like, holy shit, like I've seen the exact same thing and I need to know how to react to it or what to do with it. And I try to deliver that in a humorous way. And I think it really does change people's perspectives about going into dating. And I'm not saying you should date for the story. I'm saying it's a really good side effect. <laughs> Of, of dating is I would love if a date didn't work well he'd obviously like I'll give you a hundred dollars not to write about this in any fashion <laughs> just please I, I please don't write about this I mean I, because I've had serious relationships the number of men that I've had uh I've had to text and say hey I wrote about you it, I mean it's it's it comes with the territory and I'm actually working on a piece now that's like here's what you agree to when you agree to date a writer because yeah yeah. And it's not, I'm not exploiting anybody. I'm, I'm documenting my life and I make that, I don't hide that from anybody. I couldn't hide it if I wanted to. Um, but I also don't approach dates as content, which I think a lot of people might mistake my uh, <laughs> online persona for doing so, but there is an end goal. 
Um, you know, I've always said dates are a means to an end, but like in my case, it's been a means to endless fodder. And <laughs> I'm, you know, either way, I'm I'm pretty content. Content or no content, <laughs> I'm content. Content with the content. Um right, uh, with it. We have a lot of, I know I have a lot of married listeners and all this and, and, and ladies and guys listening or whatever. Um, if we could break through, break down maybe for people that aren't aware, what are the different um, dating apps that are out there right now? Uh, and, and I guess how you would classify them, because a lot of my friends that are, that are females will say each one has like a, you know, a, a little bit of a different bent yeah. to it. Um, so how would you break them down? Of course we have Tinder and now what is Tinder's main thing? See, I think they all, they all kind of have a reputation, like Tinder has a reputation for being a hookup app. That's what I heard. Yeah. But it's not. Tinder is, is exactly what you make of it. So if you go on Tinder to hook up, that's, that is a good chance that's going to happen for you. And if you're going on Tinder to find something a little more romantic or serious, that's, that's a good possibility also. So like, it's endless possibilities, but it's almost like self-help. It's like whatever you put into it, you could potentially get back. Exactly. It's like any, any scenario that whatever you put into it, you're going to get asked. But I do think a lot of, you know, I don't think women are as adamant to make it clear. Like there's a lot of men on Tinder who just say in their profile, like just here for hookups, whatever. Like, okay, thank you. Now they'll be that they'll be that upfront about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's the difference in, in Tinder is that more people are willing to say that's exactly what they're there for versus, you know, on Bumble. I love Bumble. But, and that's the one where the woman has woman to, chooses. Uh, well, you're both choosing, but she has to respond first um, or he disappears forever. Oh my God. So much dating, dating is just constantly eliminating men. Which way in Tinder, you, you swipe left to reject and you swipe right to say, yeah. Correct. And then there's a, on Tinder, there's a, a super like button. Yeah. And and like, is that for like five-year-olds? Like I super yeah, like you, yeah. like what is, what is it? Just like it, it puts you further it, into their profile. Yeah, it, it makes it, it gives you a little like blue star when they show up in your queue and it says Very this fun. Person super liked you. They, pull, <laughs> they pulled your ponytail on the playground. <laughs> it, to be fair, a lot of super likes are immediate swipe lefts. You know, there's, I think there's a lot of people. Is it like, because like, like I'm like, if somebody super likes me, I don't like them. Like, it's almost like, how dare you super like me? You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the, just the, the ones who super like don't tend to be the ones that I would normally swipe right on. And that, that's my personal experience. I've heard some similar scenarios, but, but you know, that's. Is there like a roll of the dice though, of like when you get like some kind of alert, like you've got a new like or something like that, is there always like, oh, big money? It's like Wheel of Fortune, like big money, big money, big money. And then like, oh, damn, like, you know, immediate. And how immediately do we all know pretty immediately if we like somebody or not, right? Like, or we're taught to snap judging things. I also, well, and that's the other thing about dating apps is that you can get at this point I because I've been on them for a hot minute um I have a really good feel based on someone's profile and their bio and how they interact in the first couple exchanges is it if they're worth meeting up for a drink like obviously to even talk you have to have both agreed that you like each other's faces so you're in a good place there (laughs) but I think, you know, sometimes there'll be like a really hot guy and he's only got like three picks and his bio says like, I'm normal, haha. And you're like, okay, but you're really <laughs> hot. Uh, and then you, and then you feel it out in the text exchange and it's kind of like this guy, 
is nothing. Yeah, and I feel like if you're a good looking guy, you don't have to really work on any kind of verbal communication. Like well, you're letting the hotness do a lot of the work. Correct. And it's clear he's never had to do any of the work either. And, you know, and if, if you're just looking for a hookup scenario, then by all means, like this could be a really good opportunity for you with this hot guy who has nothing to say. What are the tropes that you'll see? You, you say like you're you're pretty uh, adept now at like kind of break. Okay, three photos, da da da. What are the tropes that you notice on these things of like, oh, it's one of these guys. It's one of these guys. Well, the number one thing that I think everyone talks about is fish fish pictures. Oh yes, I did see this. A guy with a fish holding with fish, and they're literally just like they're holding this fish in a picture in a way that they're like, "Here, I caught this for you." <laughs> and it's and listen, I I I want to preface this by saying like I if that's your interest, there is definitely like a woman out there wearing a Bass Pro Shop hat right now who can't wait to swipe right on him. Yeah, but, and it's also a good way to know that like this person and I have. I like the only fishing I like to do is for compliments. And this is a good way to know this guy and I have nothing in common. So I don't, I don't uh, say avoid them altogether, but I think sometimes an entire guy's profile will be dead animals. <laughs> just you know, slabs just, of meat. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, give us a little variety. I, I, the bottom line is it's probably not a match for me personally, but they really are. And especially I lived in New York for a very long time and the fish picks, you know, they weren't, they were few and far between. Um, if there was a picture of a fish, they were at like a nice restaurant in Midtown and it was cooked. And a lot um, of guys will do the uh, like niece nephew thing. Yeah. And I, I'm okay. You can have one of those. That's fine. Like if you took a really good picture with this small baby, you barely know. Great. Like <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, this is a stranger's baby. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. Yeah. There's also people who will take pictures with animals that don't belong to them. And that's kind of like, that's like catfishing. That's like pet fishing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just five different dogs and five different pictures on somebody's profile. Um, The other one I hear about, I don't know if you encounter uh, is the person that is already in a committed relationship, but they are still seeing what's out there. Have you run into that? Oh, constantly. So there's, there's the groups there's, there are men who literally say, well, there's people that are poly, first of all, and then there are people that are couples that are looking for a third. And and the and this is fine. This is all great. Like whatever anybody's yeah. into. However, an app like Tinder, it's got everybody. So you're and you can't filter that. Like you can't just say, like, I'm it a seems like that would be an easy thing to filter, though. Are you looking for it seems like that could be I an agree. easy thing to do. I think oh. if you pay for Tinder, you might be able to do that, but okay. I, I haven't we're not there yet. Um, but yeah, it's people are if they're some of them will say I am in an unhappy marriage and I'm just <laughs> hey, we really like to get something going before I end this other thing. Yeah, they're like, I just want to see what's out there before I like end this completely. Which, <laughs> all right, like to each their own, but yeah. it is a little distracting um, when every other available person is somebody who's like potentially in a relationship. So. Well, and not to judge anybody with anything, no. like you said, any, you know, but, but at the same time, have you ever been so low where you're like, I might try a, a guy that's already in a full committed relationship. Like, I mean, like, does it ever get to that point of like, I get it's a Thursday. I have nothing to do, you know, or, or you like, no, I'm good. I I'm very sorry. I feel like too sense. many single women in their thirties get the questions that start. Have you ever been so low? <laughs> No, no, I don't mean like that. Believe me, I'm the lowest of the low. Like I'm like, no, I'm not. No, it's not. But I do wonder if you do make like, 
how soon are um are are what we're hoping for or the things that like oh I, in fact, I was watching Love on the Spectrum, which I think you're aware of, too. And there's this beautiful character, Michael. Um, and he says he was like, she ticks all my boxes. She yeah. checks all my boxes. And and I just wonder about that sometimes with these things that we hope. Like, I don't even I, I like I didn't even think about like boxes that I need checked. Like, I'm not yeah. even at that. Like, I got to write boxes down, you know, uh, because I've been doing this for a hot second. And and one of my I'm admittedly one of my problems is, is that I have a type and there are certain things I am looking for. And that's not a problem, but it does become a hindrance at some point when I've run out of matches and there were like, I won't date a man without a beard. It's the dumbest thing, but I don't trust a man without facial hair. Do you and ever try to convince a man to grow facial hair? If you really, I like just, them? I'm already, I've already swiped left on you. If none of your pictures have a beard. <laughs> See, that's another thing that should be easy to filter. I feel like beard. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, we all, we all have this idea in our heads about like who we want to date and who we want to end up with. And usually there's an overlap of the two, but I, I have never been to a point. Like, I feel very lucky to have always lived in big cities like New York and Seattle, where I'm not running out of men. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anytime well, soon. Well, that's the other <laughs> thing. Too, I might run out of them eventually, but <laughs> this weekend you're like, I ran out. I, I don't, I gotta tell you, I gotta do an yeah, addendum luckily, to the interview. Luckily there's always new people moving. I'm like, Amazon's got a lot of issues, but I am thankful for it because it's headquarters are here and it brings new men to Seattle all the time for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. So. It's like, it's like, uh, the Navy. Um, uh, <laughs> My friend was showing me uh, Tinder one time and he was like, yeah, it's kind of like a game. And I was like, that's so dangerous that we really think yeah. about these things. Like, like, can I beat the game? Can I beat this app? Can I get to the end of this app? Or like, which level can I get to? And it's real people. I do think, but I do think you can win. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and there are lots of losers in between. And I think, you know, it, right. And I, I have to remind myself that dating is not about, the story or the game or, but those are, those are things I think that you're allowed to uh, position this as to feel better about the fact that like, it is a crazy process. I had, I tweeted recently that, cause I, a lot of married friends or like coworkers are always like, what is it like? And I was like, have you ever seen a cute little raccoon rummaging through the garbage? Like <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Every time. <laughs> and, and the reality is, and then my, my like next metaphor is, you know, when everybody asks, okay, then why are you still digging through the garbage? And it's because, you know, they're, Every time you there's like a, there could be a diamond in there you don't know, uh, or there. Could but is be that is that our thing too though? Is that we'll never actually settle down because we're always rummaging for potentially a bigger diamond? Uh, yes, <laughs> I mean that was in in New York. I think I thought or like a bigger beard. Like you're like that guy's got a better beard than that guy. You know, beards have limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think like in dating in New York, it's all it was always or better offer. You know, if somebody the reality is you could be dating somebody that was smart and funny and wonderful and cute, but there's a smart, funny, wonderful, cute guy around the corner too. Like it's a never ending cycle. So I think at one point you have to decide like, am I willing to like put in the effort to like see if this is something? And 
that also means you have to be on the same page with that person. So I, it's frankly, it's a wonder to me how anybody ends up together. That's what I'm saying. And I'm so sorry to put out all my insecurities on no, you, but I feel like right you're like you. a, you're kind of a genius at this stuff, but that's the thing that scares me, especially after uh, going through a marriage, you're just like, well, I know that, that, you know, there's, you know, you want to believe in like the, there's like one and then you're like, oh no, I probably could love a lot of people. And that's scary thought in itself. And you're just like, so it's like auditioning almost where you like have to get the right part for the right person. You have to look the the right way. And all of this, all of these things have to line up for this one. I mean, we don't have these sleepless in Seattle scenarios, which by the way, a uh, happy second day of fall to you. Um, uh, but you know, we, we're grown up, like we, we were raised on romantic comedies. We were yeah. raised on these beautiful romantic gestures. And that's the thing is like, what to you in this day and age, it constitutes love. Yeah. There's, there's also a line from sleepless in Seattle. That's like, you don't want to be in love. You want to be in love in a movie. And yes. I, I, that's how I've always felt. And I refuse to settle for anything less that feels like that, which is not, realistic unfortunately and you know i i have been in long-term relationships i have been in love i have said i love you to men um and had it said back uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if you're like i'm really hoping to have it said yeah. back one day it's gonna be exciting and i do i i think and maybe i i feel like i don't say this enough as part of my my internet presence is also just who i am fundamentally as a human like i am who i am online but i'm also but there's much more depth to me, of course. In real but also life. your internet presence is a good, you can tell you're a good hearted person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like some people can be very cold and callous yeah. and really funny, but you sense that you have a heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's one in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, but the, the, goal, the goal of all of this, you know, even writing about dating life and having these stories and getting to meet and slowly eliminate every man on earth as being a potential mate. Like, the goal is still to end up with somebody who, you know, maybe doesn't check every box. There's a few boxes they have to check, uh, but you know, should. Do you let them know if they're not checking all the boxes? You're like, you don't check them all, but you're really close. Yeah, I there. I recently did a um, a storytelling um, event where you read from one of your teenage diaries on oh, stage. Yeah, yeah, and I read from my life journal from when I was um, 17, when I, I I guess I've been documenting my dating life online for a very long time, uh, since the the foundation of the internet. Um, And I I had made a list when I was 17 of the 125 things I'm looking for in a boyfriend. (laughs) Oh my God, wow. They're insane, they're absolutely insane. They're like, he has to push the cart at the grocery store and he has to like, have his own room. I mean, I was in college, so, you know, yeah, that's... <laughs> I was like, he, he had to drink Bud Light. Like it was the, du- I, was, I lived in Texas. And then it was like, he has to go to church every Sunday. And then right below that was like, he has to go down on me every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what God, I mean, if you are, yes. hey guys, if you're into God, that's a, that's in the Bible. So, exactly. it's not... so I think, and you know, someone asked me after I read that list aloud, they're like, are you still looking for all those things? And I was like, no, it doesn't I'm... have to go to church on Sunday. anymore. No. Yeah. And I'm willing to push the cart at the grocery store. But uh, yeah, I, I think we, as we get older, we realize the things that are the most important Um, and one of my, I was telling one of my best friends that I recently went out on a date with a guy and he checks a lot of boxes, but he's just, he has no ambition, no drive, like, and he's content with, 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 you know, 
a part-time job that just, he gets by and, and he's happy. Like, and so that's, that's great. And you can't argue with that, but in the long run, like I, I, I love being successful and I love, you know, they're, they're trying things and doing me. things. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep going until, you know, I can't go any longer. And that's a dynamic that will never work in the long run. And my best friend was like, okay, but if you have kids, well, is he the type of guy who's going to get up at 2am and change a diaper? And I was like, well, I wasn't thinking about like diapers on my date, but like, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> and she's not wrong. Like there, there is something to be said that like, there's a certain point when you have to go, is this somebody that ultimately like I enjoy spending my time with and the basic dynamics are there that are not going to be conflicting and you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it, well, that's the other thing too. I, I always think about relationships is that you know, when you're single for a while, as you get older, you start to really know yourself better, you know, and that's sometimes in a, that's most, it should be this amazing thing, but it sometimes makes you then harder to be with anybody else because you do know yourself better, your wants, your needs, your dislikes and all of that stuff. But when you're younger and you don't know you're, you're, you're like just an idiot, you'll be like, you can be with anybody because you don't know what you like yet. You're just fumbling around in the dark. And I've gotten to know myself so well, like I'm really into me and I love spending time. <laughs> I'm a great date, just me and myself. So, and I do, I think that makes it harder to find someone in the long run to, and I think, you know, there's, I, I had read like 10 years ago about a couple that, um, during the week they live in their separate apartments and then on the weekends and there are a couple that have been married for like 20 years and they live their own life separately and then they come together is it kim and kanye is that (laughs) this is before their time (laughs) they could be the modern day version yeah i do think that there's finding someone also who respects the fact that like you are not as available in the way that you were when you were younger and you were just, you're like, I want to be in love and I want to be with somebody 24 seven. Like the thought of being with someone 24 seven makes me want to jump off a bridge. Well, I, that, I think about my high school girlfriend that was like, I was like, we promised our entire lives to each other. I mean, we would like be like, no, it was the, no, you hang up, you hang up. And being on the, I remember we would, be on our phones and we would just like, don't hang up. Let's just fall asleep together. And it would be like 6am for high school to wake up and we would still be on the phone. That's and so now that hor- it was, but now that horrified, like I got, well, I got to go to bed. I want to watch TV. That's what I'm like. I, I'll text you until I fall asleep, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think our standards have changed a little bit, but that doesn't mean like there still should be that. Under, like, uh, yes. that And, and I think, a lot of people, I have a lot of friends who didn't feel a spark with the people that they're married to right now initially. And they, and then, and then it happened. And so I've, a lot of my friends have encouraged me to like, if, even if you don't have like a spark on the first date, but everything else is there. If, if, if there's no spark and other things are missing, it's not worth it. But <laughs> you know, when you're like, this guy's really great, but he's just missing this one like factor that I'm not sure I can get over, but like everything else is there. You know, and that's something I've always struggled with. I'm like, I don't have the kind of time to just like see if this is going to work maybe and go on another date with him. Like I, I'd rather cut my, like, it was nice to meet you. Like yeah. move on because I want that first encounter to be right out of a fucking movie. And I yeah. know that that's 
I, that's not asking a lot. That, that's it's not asking a lot, but it's also a, it's a, it's a somewhat fun place to to live in that kind of that realm of hoping and 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 yeah. and not not being so jaded and um that that never is possible to happen, you know. Right. And I think that there's a happy medium between like wanting to have this rom com romance and you know not just being like this is this is fine. Like there is, I think that there is that happy medium and. I wish it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got totally off track. So Bumble is where the girl, uh, the girl yeah. makes the choice or, you know, the guide, and then they have to respond first. Uh, is there, Bumble seems to be what I hear a lot of people's favorite one. Is that um, the, the quality of people on Bumble tends to be a little better. Um, people, for some reason, they choose better pictures on Bumble. Guys have much better pictures on Bumble than they've I've ever seen. On Tinder, they're like, up the nose, blurry selfies in like a dirty bathroom. <laughs> and on Bumble, like uh, you can tell a lot of them like asked a friend to take a nice picture of them, which is what yeah. more men should be doing and not afraid to ask their like bros to do like a little- So you think, so it. girls like when guys put time into a dating profile because it shows a lot more about how they would actually treat yeah. Yes. And it's, you know, I think every time I post something about- guys needing to put more effort into their dating profiles or well, guys will come to my comments immediately and they'll be like, well, women use filters. Okay. You can at least still like see who we are as people. Yours is just a picture of a tree. So <laughs> like men think we want to see what the things that they like and not their faces. It's the most bizarre phenomenon. And that's all I'm trying to do when I <laughs> write these pieces and these tweets is letting men know we want to see their faces <laughs> at a bare minimum. Um, and there's a way to do it. So uh, Bumble tends to be a little more, for some reason, they make a little more effort to put a little more effort into their profiles. And you can filter on Bumble by political belief, which is important to a lot of people. You find and, a lot of people lying about political belief in this day and age, because uh, if they're like Republican, I sometimes would personally, I, I would not click on a Republican. I'm sorry to any Republicans out there. Just, I just know that wouldn't work, but like, do people go like I'm moderate? I, I swear to God, I'm moderate just to get some dates. I w and, and I'm with you. I wouldn't swipe right on a Republican at this point in my life or ever. And a lot of them do put moderate and I've never swiped right on somebody. Okay. So you know that that's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely a cop out and it's, you know, pick a side and, <laughs> and, and you probably already did pick a side. You're just trying to seem a little more reasonable. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's so nice you can filter by that. And then you know, bumble and then hinge. What is yeah. hinges big draw? I like hinge because I don't swipe. You don't have to swipe. I, you with Tinder and Bumble, you obviously can spend way too much time uh, sifting through. Uh, with Hinge, I wait and see who likes me, and then it'll be like Dan likes you, and then I just go in and say yes or no. So I kind of use Hinge as more of like my own personal like matchmaking service, and I don't I don't just sit in the app and and. You're not going. Yeah, you're not trying to find yeah. guys. You wait for the guys to come to you. I'm not using it the way it's intended to be used, but it, I don't have, you know, I just keep saying, I don't have the time. I've got lots of time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, you know, it'll be like, Jeremy likes you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's go check Jeremy out. And then, you know, it feels like there it's, it's nice to be in a position where, you know, someone's already into you instead of on like Bumble or Tinder, you're swiping and you're like, Eek. like, is it going to, which way is it going to be a match? Is this person going to swipe left on me? Whereas 
you already know this person's into you. So you get to say yes or no. Well, and, and with, if we're using Jeremy as an example, do we sit, do we sleep, do we sleep on Jeremy go like, you know what? I'm not feeling it right now, but let's see how I wake up on Saturday feeling about Jeremy. Do you keep him in the queue or do you have to decide right then and there? You can't just ask a lady if she sleeps on Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's she cuddles with Jeremy overnight. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I'm saying like, do you, do you sit there and go, you know what? I'm not sure about Jeremy. Let me see how I feel about Jeremy next week, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. The thing is, if you're not paying for Hinge, you can't see the next person that likes you unless you make a decision about Jeremy. Oh, that's a big... So, yeah, there have been times when I'm like, all right, I kind of like his vibe, but there's something off about it, so I'm not ready to say no, so I'll just, like, close the app and not think about it for a while, um, and then move on. Like, I, I also think that maybe if there's a... He- if you're hesitating, like, move on, swipe left, or or... Because, well, maybe that's bad advice, because then maybe you're... I don't know. Don't maybe I'll take my advice there. A lot of people would say like, no, just give them a shot. Like you don't even know who this person is yet. Um, But if, for me, if I'm hesitating, it's because there's something on the profile that like, I'm not sure is potentially like, redeemable in real life. Well, yeah. What are other troubling profiles? I, I see a lot of girls talk about how they don't like hiking. Like, don't, don't invite me oh. to hike. That's a troubling okay. thing. Sometimes I hear from ladies. What are other troubling besides fish? Well, the hiking thing is related to the fact that you should never agree to a date with a man in the woods, especially on the, I mean, God, now, I mean, I, I know all joking aside. I mean, that, that God, isn't that the case? Yeah. Correct. Right. So it's just a safety measure. I think a lot of women that say, that say that probably like to hike. They just, that's not a date contender for starting off the bat. Um, Yeah, there's a a lot of guys will say that they're fluent in sarcasm. That's, yeah, it's, it's, no, that's not, (laughs) sir. Um, Yeah, those are, those are a few that I don't have a tolerance for. Um, There are, I appreciate the guys that are like, just looking for something casual. Um, I used to joke that if you match with a guy and he doesn't have that in his bio, but then he's like, I'm just looking for something casual that you should just send him a link to like a gap V-neck tee. Um, (laughs) I would love some guys like looking, looking for marriage and kids or a pair of sweatpants, whatever casual. (laughs) Um, I feel bad for the old dating apps that I remember when like it was like match.com and the oh, ones yeah. you would see on, on, I feel like they really got, they missed the, the whole dating app boom, yeah, you know? And they're expensive too. I, that I've, I've never signed up for one, but I, I think I did like, there was one weekend that they did like a trial, you know, and they're like, come see what's on here. And I was like, Oh my God, it's what's on the free apps also. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, okay. That's the other thing. Do you start to see the same people on all the apps? Like, ah, oh, it's Brian. I saw him on hinge on Thursday. Yes. These are there. Some of these men are like, like my coworkers. Like I, I have seen <laughs> some of them, the same guys on these apps for years. That's, like, that, that's like, Oh yeah. man, this guy's done a tour of duty now for like six yeah. years on this thing. Yeah. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Guys, here is the point of the show where I do a couple of ads for sponsors and I always get so excited about this uh, because I love when uh, when people advertise on the show. So our first one is a new one and it is called Magic Spoon. Now, growing up, cereal for me, and I think for all of us, was one of the best parts of being a kid. Um, and especially even after being a kid, I remember when I had the freedom to buy my own cereal, I would just buy the sugary like name brand cereal, like Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles and all like uh, honey, uh, what is it, Golden Grams, all that, all that stuff. Because um, anyways, I used to love cereal, but I had to give it up because um, unfortunately my body uh, started not being able to digest highly sugary crap like that, uh, that we really shouldn't be eating. So uh, as you know, I've been on a weight loss journey, uh, I feel like for my entire life. Um, I'm trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food. And I realized basically I, um, I can't eat anything anymore, <laughs> but this is what's really cool is that, um, this sponsor magic spoon sent me a box of cereal and I got scared cause I was like, I can't eat that. But it turns out magic spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Plus it is only get this 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Um, and I bet you're thinking, okay, but it is horrible probably, the taste. And guess what? It is not horrible to taste. There are all of these different flavors. Um, they sent me cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter. You can get a whole variety pack of all four of those. Um, the only um, the only bad thing, you guys, is that I ate a lot of servings. So it's like, this is really good. I, I kept eating the servings uh, because I'm out of control. Um, I actually did this thing, too, where I mixed uh, a bunch of them together and I put oat milk over it and it was really good. It tastes exactly like the regular cereal that I used to uh, pig out on and uh, it turns out it's super nutritious. I mean, it actually has protein. That is so weird to me. It's delicious. It's super healthy cereal that really um, I think it, it, it could bring joy to your mornings or afternoons or evenings or middle of the night. It's brought me joy in all of those uh, categories. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash so bad to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code so bad that's very important at checkout to save five dollars off your order five dollars wow and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with 100 happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they will refund your money no questions asked we always talk about products like those on this show because those are the good ones. If you don't like it, they are willing to back their product. So remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash so bad and use the code so bad to save $5 off. 
Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. That is very exciting. Now, on the same health kick, uh, our next sponsor is Ready Slim. And Ready Slim, we they've advertised with us before. So um, this is the deal, and especially coming out of sickness. And I was doing this before I got really ill, uh, and I started doing this again. Um, I actually have been feeling better and I think it might be because of doing things like Ready Slim and Magic Spoon. Um, this last week, I have more energy. I've felt lighter. I get a good night's sleep. I'm sleeping way too much. <laughs> and um, a couple days this week, I actually did wake up uh, feeling super refreshed every morning. So the mornings that I do, did that, it turns out uh, I was doing Ready Slim's Detox Teas. Ready Slim's Detox Teas are made with high-quality, 100% organic herbs that gently boost your metabolism and help digestion while also reducing bloating and gas. I added this to my healthy lifestyle or what I'm trying to be a healthier lifestyle. And uh, I already have knocked off five pounds. So Ready Slim's detox teas are made with no fillers, no additives, and no laxatives. So they are safe to drink daily. Ready Slim's 28-day detox tea kit has everything you need. The Wakey Wakey Morning Detox Tea, which they have sent me, helps boost your energy levels to start your day off right. And then their Snoozy Night Detox Tea helps you relax and supports the natural detox process while you get your well-deserved beauty sleep. Uh, And I super need that, folks. And the best part of Ready Slim is how it aids in weight loss. Plus, it is keto-friendly. Um, so like I said, I have been doing that in the morning and the evening and it's kind of nice too, because tea at night, especially my mom, uh, I grew up and she was, uh, I just, she would always have her cup of nighttime tea and it really kind of makes me feel good. I feel like, oh, wow, I'm doing what my mom used to do. This is kind of nice, but it's actually helping in my digestion and metabolism. So say hello to a better, brighter you. And right now for a limited time, you can save 25% off your first order of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus get a free collapsible water bottle. Go to readyslim.com slash so bad. That's R-E-A-D-Y-S-L-I-M dot com slash so bad to save 25% off your first purchase of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus, like I said, a free collapsible water bottle. readyslim.com slash so bad. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the remainder of my conversation with Sarah K. Runnels. Even when I go back to New York and I open my apps, I'm like, this guy's still on there? Like, and, and it feels, I'm like, good. Like, I guess we're in the same boat still. Like, That is kind of funny of watching somebody, like, if they change their pictures. I'm like, yeah. oh, he actually, he gets, he got slimmer. Well, I've also, I mean, there's the guys that you see forever, repeatedly, that you've never gone out with for a reason. Like, you've never swiped right on them. Um, and then there are, the, there are the guys that you swipe right on, and they're like, didn't we go out? like five years ago oh, and that happened wow. to be like I think two times two or three times so wait it'll go back in your feed even if you've already no because most of the time if you go out with somebody you can unmatch them if it doesn't work out and then okay. eventually yeah and then eventually it I think either they I, I haven't figured out if the apps like actually will will re-show you somebody that you went out with if they didn't like deactivate and start over um but it's happened 
So I wonder if any of these guys will ever be like, Hey, you guys might've seen me on here before. I feel like I've really done some personal growth and uh, would love a second shot if it, with anybody out here, you know? Yeah. I actually, I matched with a guy a couple of weeks ago who I went out with before the pandemic and we had a good first date, but he was just kind of, we were both kind of like, pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I was like, all right, I saw him a couple of weeks ago and I swiped right and he had swiped right on me. And he's like, so what have you been up to the last two years? Do anything fun? And I was like, have I done anything fun in the last two years? Like, yes. Like, do you want a, like footnotes? <laughs> So, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. Now, I don't think I have to ask you about uh, Christian Mingle or Farmers Only. I probably, you probably don't mess around on those, but I know those are apps as well for certain types of people. They are, they have, they've got apps for everybody. It's, it's, it's wild. I wonder if there's any interlopers on Christian Mingle that are like, they're not Christian, but they're just looking for, they've exhausted all other possibilities. There's a good chance. My my mom and I once were watching an episode of 90 Day Fiance, and there was a woman who had met the guy that she was talking to um, on a Mormon dating app. And my yes, mom was, yeah. And my mom looked at me and she goes, "That's probably the only one you're not on." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, thanks, mom. I don't need the comment. Like, wow, I, like uh, I like to watch shows in silence. Um, well, speaking of 90 Day Fiance, which I am a, uh, a religious viewer of, uh, it does make me feel good in a lot of ways, but it always just confuses me of like, why are they going so far out of their way for love? Like you can, like some of these people, I'm like, wait, you can, you literally can find love in America. None of these people, I mean, these people are bad, but none of these people are so bad where they, and I also feel like, why are we exporting? Like, why? I mean, like, like America, like, oh, USA, like, why, why are we exporting love like this? It is a weird phenomenon, but I fully support it because it has given us this gift of this TV show that is an absolute train wreck. Um, but yeah, there a lot of the time I've looked at these couples and been like, this is so painfully mismatched. And I think they must, some of them must just like the challenge. I, and I've heard a lot of the guys, in, uh, especially in a couple of the initial episodes or first couple seasons were like, you know, American women are just too like mouthy and they're too like, <laughs> bossy and like, yeah, he's not wrong, but like, you don't need to go across the world and, and give yourself like the ultimate hardship of getting this person who you love to, to come to America. And I fully like, yes, like people who are absolutely truly in love, like they deserve to be together. And I could tell you every step of process of the K-1 visa because I've watched That's what, I mean, I, it is funny where I'm like, well, he's not going to get approved. We all know that. Yeah, like, we there's all know just no way. And then, then I'm like, I'm worried that they can't get over here because of the pandemic, you know, like yeah. I'm like, um, I mean, and also the other thing about that show I find fascinating is it makes people like Colty, you guys know Colty from Vegas. It makes him, th he thinks he's a damn Don Juan now because so many, he's gotten so many girls from overseas. When there was the episode where he was like caught sending his, like his everybody, yeah. I was like, who is asking for these? I need to know who wants to see that. Like, yeah, this guy thinks he is like the king of the world. He's did you see his only, did you see his only fan stuff? Uh, like what I did I pay money? No, 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 no. I wasn't like that. No, but he was in like these red uh, satin pajamas, and then he like took off, unbuttoned the shirt, and then I'm like, "There's his mom's taking these photos. There's no way his mom is not taking these photos." And then, do you ever mess around on Cameo where you can go and see all of Colt's uh, cameos, and he'll always be like, 
Hey, um, Rebecca says you're into me and uh, just wanted to give you a little special. And he, he's being punk so hard all the time, but he fully believes. He doesn't but, care. He's no, he doesn't. And he's hooking up with like a lot of people. And the fact that he, of all people on this franchise, he has been shown with at least like three different like long-term women, which is the wildest part of it all. Like yeah. <laughs> more than that, I think it's like four or five. I, it's and then those aren't even the women that are God only knows what I. And he and he's a guy who lives when he was. Did you watch the Single Life? The of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you pay for Discovery Plus to watch it before? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. It was either um, that or the OnlyFans, and I went with the <laughs> Discovery Plus. I know. Yeah. I was like, I'm so jealous of the people that are watching the Single Life now on on TLC because now they finally moved it to moved it over. Life. Yeah, like, I was. Yeah, that was. They know what they were. They knew what they were doing with that show. Um, but there was. They showed him at a speed dating event, and he was like. Yeah, I'm. I, he said, like, I'm 39. I live with my mom. I have five cats. I'm divorced. I, and he just kept going on and on. And I was like, and this woman was like, cool. Like, what is what is wrong with America? Wait, I love when and there was like an episode where Colty got upset about, or I think he got like he was like, damn it, I'm gonna do a shot, and it was like butterscotch schnapps. He was just like, oh, it's been a hard day. And I'm just like, this guy is wild. Like, it's just wild. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy, like him and his mom have like a bottle of Malibu rum. In oh, a yeah. Cabinet that's been there for a really long time. It's dusty all the time. Like, we're drinking yeah. tonight. And yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was also interesting, the 90 day thing. And I will always be upset at Bravo because I feel when the pandemic happened, they like sent GoPros out to everybody on 90 day fiance. And it was just like, film whatever you want. And they packaged yeah. that together as shows of like, and I watched all of it and it just yeah. shows how easy these TV shows can be created, you know? But also because I mean, for the most part, they're, why they're endlessly fascinating. Like the, the particularly the 90 day crew, like, yes, a majority of these reality stars are just like, fascinating to watch because you can't believe what they're doing most of the time but for some reason there's a level of mess on 90 day that just makes like like I think like the big ed stuff like his his dating life I mean I would watch unedited footage of that and then for him to like date the one girl and then it was like I saw you at the bar last night talking to a guy, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, dude, like you're not, you should not no. even attempt to be jealous, you know? That's the, that is the thing. I think that's a common, a common trend with these couples is that like, I think a lot of the guys more so than the women just don't have a good fundamental grasp on like being in a relationship. And I think a lot of them say that they say like, this is my first real girlfriend or, you know, well, I mean, I know Ed was like married or something. Yeah. But- it had been a while. I guess he was jumping back in the game in a way and just didn't know. And maybe, <laughs> really they, left. Think, yeah. maybe they think going, you know, out of America, like these women aren't going to know that they're like really bad at dating. Undesirable. Yeah. 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 Uh, and what it, the ad thing is, I, I just don't like, I, I just hate the fact that potentially there are young women out there that like Ed is going to be potentially like the one that screwed me up, you know, like the one that psychologically messed with me. And you're like big Ed from 90 day fiance psychologically messed with you, but it's I true. Mean, talk about dating for the story. Like <laughs> that girl, <laughs> yeah. the one that he dated for so long that, and every episode, I just couldn't believe, cause I was like, this is the episode where she's going to go. No, All she right, can't. you guys like, just kidding. I was just wanted some like TV time. She'd be like, I love him. I had sex with him. And I'm just like, 
what? And the and it's funny too because anytime I watch these with my mom, she's always been like, they just want to be TV stars. And I'm like, no, a lot of them don't. And that's why it's even more mind blowing that they're willing to like put this very, I mean, it is very vulnerable and I appreciate him. But it, well, it is funny though, when they, I feel like there's a shelf life on that, they, the, there's only like a, a certain amount of years that you should be able to be on these shows yeah. because you do start sensing where they're comfortable with it, where they're like, Colty's like, okay, what, are, what is this like a two shot? Okay. Once you get me uh, coming in and then I'm going to talk to my mom. Like yeah. you can see they're getting more comfortable with it. And it's like bad improv all of a sudden, you know, you know, who I feel like has stayed steadily the same. Have you watched any of um, Darcy and Stacy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, their faces have not stayed the same, but yeah, I mean, like that. Have you seen her Instagram lately? It's That's all like cartoon wild. characters. It's I know. I'm like, how is this? It's so sad. It, it makes me really sad because she's like, I I feel for her. Like she deserves, like she deserves a nice man. And they but you juxtapose that with her daughters, Aniko and Aspen, who are like seem like really nice younger ladies, and they seem to be raised by uh, Darcy and Stacey's father, thank God, and yeah. not. Uh, but it is weird when you're just like. Oh my God, this is like a real, this, they exist. I know. And, it, but she's also like textbook, like dates the same type of guy every time. And it, it <laughs> it's, and they're not like physically the same type, but like it is, these are men that are so uh, like emotionally unavailable and it's very clear from the get go. And she falls head over heels immediately. And then it's just tears for the, the remaining <laughs> Story yeah. Line. Like we know that there's no way she'll ever break that pattern. I mean, like it just, that, no. that, that, that it, that's what's, and I guess it's like cool if you really like that show, but like, in fact, one time I interviewed Darcy at a, a 90 day press junket mm. and she was hammered. Like she, and this was like, like 5 PM and the TLC wow. rep had to be like with her, like, you know, like just in case. And it was just like, with somebody like you talking to you that you're, they were just looking through you. Yeah. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're cute. I was, you want to date? And I was just like, wow. And then I took, Ryan, I, that was I, your, that was your chance. Well, how do I, I was on a season with Darcy. No, um, no. I mean, could you imagine? I was like, yeah, we dated a little bit, but it, uh, we just, she didn't check all the boxes. Um, but it was one of those funny things where you're just like, oh my God, this isn't just a TV show. You're like this in real life too. Like I'm, I'm facing you and you're saying the dialogue I've heard you say on the show. I would love for her to just meet some like boring ass guy in Connecticut and they just, and she gets off TV. It's the same with the Kardashians, like date an accountant. Like you've tried like NBA oh, players yeah. and musicians. Like why not go like, you know, like a, a CPA or something? I would watch, I would watch one of them date an accountant. That sounds hilarious. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
imagine like they're like, I've never had love like this in my life. Like we watch TV shows together. We, we binge watch shows. Like they probably would be, it would all be foreign to them what a normal relationship would be. I just like. sit there and watch him add up his little numbers. And then go to bed. <laughs> this, have you heard of this thing, a calculator? This is crazy. Um, uh, to, to, as we start, uh, why, this has gone already so, so quick. Um, let's take it though. Oh, oh, Raya. That's the other one. Did you ever do Raya? Raya is for the, you would be on Raya cause you're a successful person. I'm famous enough to be on Really? I, th- I would think you would definitely be on Raya. Okay. I, I haven't, I have my, I applied to be on it, but there I'm on the wait list. Like ah, everybody else. Are you on Raya? No, 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 no. Um, uh, but I read this tweet that was cracking me up that where the guy was like, you know what? I didn't appreciate my girlfriend until, uh, He's like, until I made a fake account with her picture on it, and I got literally a thousand requests in the first day on like Tinder or something like that. He's like, you know, I was always under this kind of impression that uh, I am unique. Nobody could ever, nobody would ever want to fill my shoes. And he's like, there's a thousand people behind me waiting to fill my shoes. And I, I wonder if that was the case for you, if there's like this you know, guys are, is your inbox always just flooded? It is always like girls are always going to be flooded and guys, it's more of a drip, drip, drip. Yeah. I love, uh, that's a great euphemism. My inbox being flooded. Um, yeah. (laughs) um, yeah. What's funny is when my account started, uh, doing numbers, I, my favorite dating app became Instagram. Honestly, that was what I was going to say too. Even yeah. on today, when you were answering questions, you had all these people going, "You're beautiful and hot. I would treat you know like how do you then treat Instagram as a dating app?" Yeah, I and I think you know the piece that I had written about my quarantine. Yeah, friends, that was the guy who slid into my DMs on Instagram. So it's possible, but it sounded like you were peers that guy, and you and it said you know like there it wasn't like you know. But yeah, I, he, I knew of him, but yeah, right, he took the initiative and, and, and slid right in. And yeah, I think I've been trying also that I sliding into someone's DMS is a great, I, I fully support it because worst case scenario, they don't ever reply to you. And on Instagram, you can just unsend it. Like it never happened. Um, but I think, you know, yes, I get a lot of dms from guys who are interested and then they have private accounts their profile picture is of like a car and it's like i'm not going to you know if you're going to slide into someone's dms like present as much information as possible um i'm not going to do the research you have to give me the highlight and and i'm not just saying me personally i'm saying if you're going to slide into someone's dms like be like hey i think you're hot and fun and smart here's my situation i'm single i think you're cute I oh, wait, but then would you be like, dude, this guy wrote me a novel. Uh, it's like, you, you wouldn't be like, that's would, creepy. I would love a novel. I, I write wow. novels to men all the time. Like men that I'm dating, like I can't just, if there's something that isn't going right, like I'm like opening up the notes app and I can't wait to write like a prolific little piece of prose to them to get my feelings across. And then they'll be like, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My, my stomach doesn't feel good. Yeah. Okay. I just like spilled my heart to you. And and by nature, obviously I, I say too much all the time. And as a writer, I, I document and I want to put my feelings on paper and I forget that like men don't digest that. Like if a, if a man wrote what I wrote to them, I would, to me, I'd be like, 
holy shit. Like this, you're checking like one of the top, like five boxes. Like <laughs> I, I do, I will marry you. Thank you. For <laughs> um, and when I write them, guys are like, yeah, they don't. I mean, for the most part, if, if they didn't respect that, then he's like, I gotta, I gotta print this out for my, uh, my scrapbook. (laughs) This is for my scrapbooking this weekend. At this point though, I I feel like I do have, like, I could make a book of notes I've written to men in the notes app and then paste it over. I just, I do, I over, and by nature. Yeah. That was one of your, uh, uh, you were very nervous about somebody, uh, reading your notes app or or something like that. I thought that was great. wild in there but it's the reason i have a lot of good ideas too but um, <laughs> yeah i think if you're gonna slide into someone's dms there's a good way to do it i don't i don't really think you need to present a novel um i yeah. think well most of the time i'm like his profile picture is cute and he wrote a clear message and his intentions are clear his, his sentence structure was decent his, yeah. yes he used proper punctuation and grammar and i so i'll you know i'll engage and well, I mean, that, that it, it, it take, that's the other thing, too. And, and I know this is uh, sometimes I don't get offended by this because I agree. But it, there is this uh, I think there's a, a grand awakening to that men are trash, you know, that that uh, that we see, you know, they, or or even that, you know, even in terms of reality shows, it takes so little um, for men to be like, there, there's a character PK that's married to Dorit on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And he had two good episodes in a row where he actually said shit that actually made sense. And like women were like, I'd like to fuck him now. Like that guy's hot. That guy is like, it takes so little. And I was the like, bar. wait a sec. He did four seasons where he was disgusting and he did two episodes yeah. in a row. And now he's like eligible. The bar is very, very low. And Listen, I'm going to get a drink at it, but it is very, very low for for guys in general, which is why any sort of effort is seen as like <laughs> this guy really loves yeah, me. Yeah. Which is really fucked up, but that's how that's how it is. And I think if you're going to kick off a message to a woman in particular, like put some effort into it. The amount of guys that have been like there's <laughs> I have a tweet about like some guy said, wow, how are you single? And it was literally just like how he, he just banged on the keyboard, hoping like sentence, a sentence came out. And like, I, I, I've (laughs) taken like, I predictive text. Yeah. Yeah. And I do freelance copy editing and you're not paying me to copy edit what you just wrote. Cause I have no (laughs) idea what it was. Just make, could you, could you punch up my message to you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it comes down to like, you know, and, and consistency too. And right. Like, PK obviously came through and people lost their shit over it. But it's, I mean, even as a guy, I even noticed that where I'm like, wow, you guys will give away your likes so easily. Like it doesn't really take much. And, and that is, is something fascinating. Um, uh, do you, you don't mess around with the bachelor franchise at all. Do you? I watch bachelor in paradise, but I haven't see, done like the full bachelors. Oh, good. Film. You don't need, see, I only feel like no, bachelor in paradise is the important, uh, uh, because I feel like that's the only reason bachelor and bachelorette should exist as a feeder system into bachelor in paradise. Hundred But that's another thing in terms of love. It cracks me up of like, they're all on this Island and they're like, they have to hook up to like, they have to yeah. find love. To so all of a sudden, like you're treating love, like grocery store, Joe or whatever. The first episode, he was, feeling feelings. So he was just staring off into the ocean. And I'm like, dude, you're on an island, but they're calm down. Like this is, it was, and that's the thing. I is that love they're Joe. I they're, love okay. But Joe, like Joe's kind of, but see, that's Joe's kind of slow. He's always like, wait a sec. So you're telling me you came here. He's always yeah. like trying to work it out in his head. But, um, 
but it is so funny how serious they take love. Like it is the but most serious. Like, no, I don't think that's fair to say. They're not taking love seriously. It's they're, literally a game. Yes. They're taking the game seriously. But in like, their head, I think they think it's love. I think they've now confused the Instagram and love. Made them feel that way. I, I don't know. I think they know. I mean, I I honestly, re- I thought what, um, who's the guy that, scammed the other girl oh yeah uh, if I, I i see that's the bad thing i watch every episode i don't i know, I know there's too many names to remember because of grocery store yeah i can tell you more reality star men's names than i can the like the last 10 men i went on a date with so there's that <laughs> but um yeah like i if for them to say like we're only here for the clout i was like finally at least somebody said it like i know a lot of them go with the intention to like find love quote unquote which is very funny to do in like that amount of time it's comical it's comical to like think that you can end up i'm not saying it's not possible but what could you know about a human on a sweaty ass beach in like three weeks yeah and there's never and it's not like it has a great track record it's not like they're proven of like we've we've have 80 couples that are still together they're always like divorced or split up yeah um it is uh I do love that they are so intense about the island, but the the thing about the social media was crazy because the one guy got busted for saying, yeah, like I did it for the clout. And then all the people were so offended by it, which was just like, it was like the pot calling the kettle. I'm like, everybody's here for the, like the fact that you're getting outraged is really funny. They're also good actors, not good actors. No, because if you gave them actual script, they would screw it up. No, no, no. They they would screw it up. Yeah. I don't mean like they could read from a script. Um, I mean, like they're good at being like, she's here for clout. No, not me. Like, you know, they, they know what they're doing, Uh, Uh, but I do. But for some reason it's so watchable. It's so viewable to me. It's It's straight up. Like it's, I love uh, not to like quote Marie Kondo, but like, I love (laughs) like I, it's great. That is why we watch these train wrecks happen because you know, and I, although I did read that this, the past episode was like really boring. So I'm like, I think I it was boring. And they even tried to act like there was like a big thunderstorm coming. And I was like, how amazing if that just really did tear the entire, like, like people were lost. Like we lost five of the cast, but right. they just went to a hotel. Like they went to a hotel for the night, you know, honestly, one of my favorite parts of bachelor in paradise is like the 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 producer's cut of the the animals reacting (laughs) (laughs) well that's what my favorite thing is they do this on the bachelor and bachelorette where like they're you're they're introing the contestant and they'll have i always wonder what the direction is because they'll always be contemplative looking out into the sunset or to the woods and it's always like they're all you know i'm like is the director like, yeah, think, think about love. Think about where you're at in life right yeah. now. Cause they're always just like staring off into the distance and us, the viewers put uh, emotion to that. I really want a bachelor in paradise or maybe like any reality show that is not hot people. Like I'm tired of watching like, even, you know, the love is blind. And even that show that they did where they put the animal costumes on oh yeah for yeah 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 what was that called yeah Yeah. well that was the thing yeah love is blind like well you put some uglies in there every it's like summer house like everybody has abs where are the people like me that don't have abs where's our representation out there of course that's gonna feel like paradise because everyone looks like they walked out of like a catalog like i want to go to a beach where everyone looks like they're 
a little uncomfortable to be in a bathing suit. Yeah, yeah. Like, of just like, hey, that's the guy that wore a shirt in the pool, you yeah, know? Like, and he's cute. Let's go talk to him. <laughs> yeah. That is like, you would actually root more for those people. And that's why I think there's more romance in love on the spectrum where, cause you're like this guy, like, that's what I always thought it was so beautiful is that, you know, Michael, like he just wants to be a husband. Like he even like he, he just wants to love somebody and it's really interesting to see it through his eyes, you know? And also because part of being on the spectrum for them is, is being so clear and literal with their emotions. And I appreciate that because he's just like, I want this. And I feel that I like looking at you right now. Like there, and and like, there's something to that where you're just like, a man that says what he is feeling like right then and there it it, it really it's really like heartwarming and it's but then it's heartbreaking though when I got got to the part where he was like you know I'm gonna call her and say I'm not uh you know I just and I was like no like I'm more invested in Michael's love life than my own you know I'm like oh I gotta what about Mark though is Mark the Jurassic Park guy or is he the yes, new guy Mark's with the dinosaur that? and then Michael's the guy in the suit? Also. Yeah, Mark. Well, Mark story. was another one that says, like, you know, like, I just wanted to let you know, uh, you know, don't, you know, right, we'll be friends. And I was like, yeah. oh, but he was up front. He was up front with her, you know, he didn't string her along. I know. And the, the, I think I'm only halfway through the second season, but the last, oh, okay. the last date I watched, you know, he brought her the corsage in the middle yeah. of the day. And I'm just like, Honestly, at this point in my dating life, if a man busted out a corsage, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, I wouldn't even be like, that's like maybe five years ago. I'd be like, this is so weird. Now I'd be like, that is the most romantic thing I have seen in a hot second. (laughs) I remember my early twenties or like there was like, there was a small period of time where I was actually dating and I was, I went on a double date with my buddy Patrick and we went to, uh, we went to a dollar store and we got grab bags for the girls, like get gifts, you know, like we just bought a bunch of like dollar store, but it's still to this day, those girls will uh, message and just say like, what a crazy fun date that was. It was like a silly thing of like, you got to go away with a gift. You know, it was, it was silly. Silly is a good word. <laughs> you're like, you're like, that's not, yeah, okay. never mind. Never mind. Um, uh, as we close up, what is the worst date that you've ever been on? We do all these apps and we've missed the part where you actually set up these dates and and you have to to manage all of these things. And also, yeah. is there a, an amount of dates you'll do in a week? You're like, I can only handle two a week. Yeah, it, it depends on the week. I work a lot. So it's trying to maneuver that schedule as well. But one of my favorite things to do is to double up. Um, and on the I, same I, day? I call it double dating, but it is only me and different men. Um, yeah, I, I recently, one of my most (laughs) recent, uh, missions was, um, yeah, setting, I met with the first guy at like five 30 and then I had planned to meet the other guy at eight and normally I wouldn't meet a guy at five 30. I would meet later, but I could tell, like, I had a good vibe that this guy and I were going to get along really well. And I have a bad habit of, if I'm enjoying my time and they are too, like, I will, I've had like eight hour, 10 hour dates. Um, and, <laughs> and I at drinking through all of them. So that never, it ends well a lot of the time, but it's just not a smart thing to do. And I, you know, my friends are always like, you need like a stopwatch to tell you it's time to leave the date. And I'm like, if an alarm or something went off in the middle of a date, I would think that was hilarious. And I would <laughs> what it was. So I was like, okay, you're right. I do need to leave a date early. So I'm going to set up a second date 
as the way to leave. And I love that you did that with the guy that you actually thought you'd get along with. You put a yeah. timetable on that guy, not the other one. Well, and listen, I wouldn't go out with a guy I didn't think I'd get along with. So yeah, the guy that's, that true. that's true. Late, I knew he was like, I could just tell he wasn't going to be long term. Like there were like he had vibes, like short term vibes and everything went like the 530 date was perfect and it went well it's the best behaved I've ever been on a date in my life um which is the gut the cutoff points are great is it same location um I have done that before I have like sat in a chair and like dismissed one and watched the other one walk through the door um (laughs) that's that that is not for amateurs yeah by the way guys don't do yeah if you're listening do not this is like a this is a professional you this she has a license it's not um, try this at home or at your local bar um yeah so i if it's a week that's pretty busy i will i will try to do that um how hard is it to be present though when you're so used to like i mean i imagine at this point you're it's a little bit like a stand-up like i got my intro i know these stories are always just gold like do you i mean is it sometimes like going through the motions you know sometimes but i if it if it started to feel like stale and boring during like a first date I, then to me that that person's not bringing enough to the table to make it exciting like True, yes yeah. you're, there's your standard like what do you do what do you enjoy doing whatever which is very comical in seattle cuz i'll be like what do you like doing and they'll say well i like um hiking and biking and skydiving and dangling off rocks and and climbing up rocks and climbing down rocks and they're like what do you what are your hobbies and I'm like um short term dating <laughs> I like to drink white claws uh yeah um. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, yeah so it's it you know it it does vary by the guy and I think the best dates are the ones that like I don't feel like this is every other first date I, it feels like there's a vibe there and this is going well and he's got a lot to say and I've got a lot to say. We're both genuinely curious about each other. I think when you can start to sense that someone isn't really like, you know, men are notorious for not asking enough questions. That doesn't mean all of them, but like you yeah, know, yeah. women by nature are more engaging and, and um, keep the conversation going. The last date I went on, um, I asked him what his dating app experience had been like and he told me and then you know I was kind of waiting for him to ask (laughs) back and I was like you didn't ask me about my dating life and he's like honestly like a couple minutes ago you said well I've been on a date I've been on dates with hundreds of men (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh shit okay well yeah I guess that sums it up (laughs) um uh but it's uh, I mean there's not been like I just I have this one worst the horrible date that I've told the audience many times where I've I was so nervous that I was so preoccupied in my head that I got out of my car, went on the date. It was great. And then we were going to go to a second location and we had met there and I was going to drive her. And then as we got closer to the car, I realized I had left my car running the entire time and locked my keys and it had set fire to the car. <laughs> and, uh, and I realized, and I, and, and in my head and I was, and the only reason I knew was that like the CD I was playing at the time, I was like, Oh, County Crows. I like County Crows. I was just playing them. And then I realized, oh no, that's my car. Like, and it was just one of those really, and I, I just think to this day, that poor lady that had to watch all that go down and, and act like it was okay that I had done that. If something's something's going down, it should be the guy and not your car. (laughs) 
Uh, but have you had any burning cars? I've had some, I haven't had like nightmare dates and I, and the reason is because I have gotten so good at betting. Um, and, but I would say one of my funnier worst dates is a guy and I, like I joke about height. I don't joke about it. Like everyone's like, Oh, I don't joke about it. I like tall guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all have our preferences and that's fine. Um, but I've absolutely dated men under six feet, obviously. And, uh, there was one guy that had, he had full body pictures. Um, but the the one full body picture he had, he was doing a headstand. So he looked like eight (laughs) feet tall. Um, (laughs) And the rest of them were kind of curious, but I was like, I don't care. He's cute and he seems great. So I'll meet up with him. And on the way to the date, he texted me, he goes, by the way, I'm short. Like just texting me, by the way, I'm short. And I was like, okay, like, like how short? And he's like, like five, three, see you soon. Or something. Or he's, I don't know if he told me the exact number. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in the Uber on the way to the date. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, it's just, it was just a weird timing. Yeah. Scenario. So I'm like, all right, fine. Like interesting time to tell me, but I get there. I look around, he, he like hops off the stool and I'm like, hops off. he's, listen, he's so cute and he's so sweet. We're having a great conversation. I'm really enjoying my time with him. And then he tells me he makes short films and I, <laughs> it took my, that my biggest dating like achievement uh. ever is not asking if they were about him. <laughs> And I, you 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 write what you know, you know, like. You it, make but, you I, know. but I was, I didn't say it, and I. I it That's like, called growth. That's called growth. It, it was like holding in like a fart. It was. <laughs> I, I wanted to so badly, and I didn't. I was like, um, and then that's not when we're leaving. He like cornered me, and he's like, "Have you ever?" He said, "He said something like, short men just kiss better. Trust me." He and kisses like, a lot of short dudes. I, and and i was like guy you're like i get it i think he was just being aggressive because he was trying to be like assertive yeah it just didn't but i bet that text thing at the last minute i bet that's his move too because he know like i bet he slides it in there at that i mean no no offense to i mean anybody you know i was he was so cute and we had a great time but he kind of ruined it there at the end by by cornering me and being like let's make out i'm i'm a I'm a, like the best short kisser you've ever kissed. And I mean, that's like, a good line too, though. You like, I, I bet he gets a lot of like, okay, yeah, why not? Let's then, see. And I said, I'm going to cut this date short. <laughs> <laughs> and, cut there. Um, uh, and finally this week, are we on any second dates, third dates? Are we, where are we in the progression? Yeah, are we, I've have actually, we got any dark horses? Yeah. I think I'm going on one after this. <laughs> oh, sh- okay. Um, yeah. Let's get you out of here. But uh, on a second date. Yes. Um, um, and he's, He's great. We'll see. I think, you know, the, the time between a first date and a second date and then a third date, the gray area is just really, I think that's why I like first dates so much. They're so black and white. It's like, do we like each other or do we not? And when you do kind of like each other, then it just gets really, it, it, should I text him? Should I not text him? Am I thinking about him? Do I like, you know, so it's, it's still exciting, but unfortunately first dates still excite me. Wow. No, now I'm, I'm fully invested. I, my, maybe hit him with a, hit him with an, I love you tonight, just to see where it takes oh, the, just to see where it takes, like, just throw in these little things to see where it, 
I mean, that's like how good you are now is you could throw in really big moves and see how they respond to it and, and yeah, course correct. I, I don't ghost men. I just tell them I love them and they never talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah K. Reynolds, you guys go follow her on Instagram. I'm going to put all her information. Her link tree is there. Go read. I, I got to tell I really love that medium story you wrote. I thought that was so beautiful. I, I keep thinking about that, but also just hysterically funny. Her Twitter, her Instagram, all of that stuff, her New Yorker articles. Go, go read all of that stuff and go support. Uh, but hopefully you'll come back sometime because this, I have so many, uh, this was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Five, four. Betches.